Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with Doug Sandler. He's the author of Nice Guys Finish First, Winning Customers for Life by Winning Relationships That Last. Good to have you with us, Doug. Thank you, Taryn. Good to be here. So, I mean, growing up, I heard the old adage, nice guys finish last. You flipped the coin and decided to write a book about it. Why? Pretty typical. Nice guys finish last. Uh, there's a quote in the book um, by Gary Shandling. He says, if you think that nice guys finish last, you don't know where the finish line is. And it really is just a matter of doing the right thing consistently, being a nice guy, uh, doing all of those things in the strategy that makes you uh, appear not just to be a nice guy, but you really are a nice guy. Okay. So how do you define nice? Nice can be a number of things, but I think it's being genuine. It's being trustworthy. It's being um, uh, a guy that's upstanding with the answers that you give, that you feel like you are, that you are actually giving to your clients as much as you are getting in return. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's doing the right thing even when nobody's watching. This title applies to women too, right? Nice gals. Yeah, yeah I've gotten a little it's a, bit. It's unisex, I've a, I got guys, a, a right? A little bit of pushback from some people, in the, especially in the HR world, as a right. result. But I can assure you, the uh, the, the guy is generic. Yes. In, its, in its meaning. Where do you think that original expression came from? This idea that nice guys finish last. What was that based on? Did you do any research on that? I didn't do research, but I can tell you that I feel like nice guys finish last, or we got that reputation yeah. because uh, everybody thinks that a nice guy is a pushover. Uh, a yes guy, somebody that's easily stepped on, and I can promise you that... A people uh, pleaser. A people pleaser, just for the sake of being a people pleaser. Right. Wants to be liked by everybody. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And my feeling was that uh, there's, it goes a lot deeper than that. You actually can be a nice guy, do the right thing, have the right answers for your clients and your customers and your prospective customers, and, uh, and win and come out on top every time. Okay. So who's the target audience for this book? The person in the, book, in, in the bookstore sees this on the shelf. How do you know if you're the right person for this book? Anybody that's building a business, that manages people, that uh, runs an organization, that feels like um, they really don't understand how you can be nice and finish first, this would be a great book because it not only helps you understand the principles that you have to apply to, to gaining business, but it helps you understand why they're the right principles too. Okay. So do you find that just in your experience, maybe managers or executives in the C-suite, they feel as though being nice maybe signifies being friends with your employees and there's that that barrier that you want to keep separate? I think that being nice oftentimes for somebody that's in the C-suite may make you feel like you are weak, may make you feel like you're not quite the manager, the leader. Firm. Firm. You can be a leader and be a nice guy. There's many examples of that in this world. Uh, corporations big and small, entrepreneurs with small companies and large companies that actually are nice and they do finish first and they do very well. Can you give us some examples? Sure. I think that, um, that if you take a company like Zappos, uh, Tony Shea, who has created this billion-dollar empire within Zappos, uh, he really does manage it with a philosophy of that he empowers his people. Mm-hmm. Uh, he lets them make decisions. He lets them fail. He lets them make the mistakes along the way. Uh, he's a very uh, touchable leader of a, a very large organization, so I would say he'd be a great example of a nice guy finishing first. Okay. What about, to play devil's advocate, people that say, it seems as though the bad guys just keep on succeeding. Like Steve Jobs 
Uh, you know, does his reputation, did his reputation precede him in all the, the movies we see? He's not depicted as the nicest guy, yet he created an empire. Well, I, I'm not going to say that there aren't bad guys or guys that don't have the greatest reputation of being kind okay. uh, that don't succeed. There are ways for people that are uh, leaders with an iron rule that will succeed also. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, it's probably more prominent than nice guys finishing first. However, when I go to sleep at night, I feel comfortable about the decisions I made through the course of the day. I feel like I was empathetic. I feel like I show a lot of gratitude. I feel like the way that I do it, the way that a lot of leaders like a Tony Shea from Zappos, uh, I feel like when you get to the point where you're making the right decisions because it's the right thing to do, um, and you're, having, you're leading your organization through uh, honorable ways, through trustworthy ways, I'm not saying that, uh, that a guy like um, uh, Steve Jobs or Bill Gates aren't honorable. They probably are extremely honorable. Uh, Steve Jobs, I'm sure, was in, in his position. But my feeling is when I put my head down on my pillow at night, I know that I've done the right thing and I've done everything that I can to be that nice person throughout my career. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you always hear it's easier, at least for me, it's easier to be nice than be mean. I have to think yeah. about, I mean, I don't even know how to do that. I think that when you are nice, people uh, want to be around you. Right. Uh, they want to be led by you oftentimes. They want you to be their manager. They want to hang out with you. And I like that. That's just my philosophy. I want to work with people that want to work with me. What do you say to the manager who thinks, okay, I would like to be nice, but you mentioned the, the term pushover, but I, I want there to be that respect factor. Just because I can be a nice guy, I don't want to be taken advantage of and for my employees to get, to get the wrong message. So how do you make that distinction? I don't think that there's a line that you have to draw that says because you're not nice, you're not going to be somebody that's going to be trusted or admired or somebody that's going to be able to be a leader. I think that it is a personality trait and a, and a, and a leadership style that, again, it may not work for everybody. It does work for me and it works for the people that I train. Mm -hmm. uh, I, this is the philosophy that I've kind of grown up with in business as, as a business owner for 30 years. This is the one I'm comfortable with. Uh, and it's the one that makes me feel good because I know that I'm making other people feel right. good as well. So tell us a little bit about your background and, and why you wanted to write about this topic specifically. You mentioned training. Very interesting about it, Taryn, is that I've seen so many times through the years uh, that, um, that people just genuinely aren't nice. They're not being human. You know, when you call an automated service and you get an 800 number and then you finally are able to talk to a person, then you end up getting a script reader mm -hmm. or you end up getting somebody that's not being a human being, that really does affect the bottom line. And I think that the management team that doesn't understand that uh, being human, being nice, being genuine, having gratitude as a part of your heart and a part of your business plan, uh, if you have a company that's not customer focused, I think that you really are going to affect your bottom line. And the bottom line oftentimes is what drives that C-suite. Right. So we have to bring from top down this philosophy to organizations. It's not just how your frontline treats your own customers. It's how your management treats your employees, which generates a good feeling and goodwill towards your customers, which ultimately mm -hmm. affects the bottom line. So it's internal as much as it is external. Absolutely. So all that said, can you give us an approach that works? You know, some, of, some of the steps and guidelines you talk about in the book. Sure. And, and some of this, the guidelines and some of the approaches that I take in the book, uh, they're not rocket science. They're very simple things. It's things like uh, returning your phone calls, returning your emails, uh, being on time every time. 
Um, don't overpromise and underdeliver. As a matter of fact, um, uh, promise something, then exceed expectations every time. Reaching out and building additional relationships just because. How often do you get a call from a company that you work with and just picking up the phone or sending you an email and just touching base, hey, just wanted to say hi? Right. Those are the kind of things that, uh, that help you keep a customer for life. It's not just doing what you're supposed to do in order to um, retain their business. It's going above and beyond every time. C-Suite Radio. For the most part, we're all sort of we're all taught to to learn these tenets and be the best person we can be and be kind to others. So, so why this this need to reteach? Great question. I, I think Taryn, many times today, it's because of the technology that we have at our disposal. Mm. People are on social media. They're on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Uh, they're everywhere on social media. They're blogging, which is appears to be just a one-way broadcast. Uh, what people forget is that there actually is some interaction that needs to take place. So engagement is key. So people, I think, today are forgetting because they feel like there is so much anonymity uh, when they are talking about the products and services, and it really isn't that way. If they engage, even on a one-on-one -on -one basis, large companies have to start engaging one-on-one -on -one with their customers and prospective customers. I think that that's oftentimes why we forget because it is so easy just to broadcast today. Right. You took the words out of my mouth. I was really curious to get your take on how this digital world we live in has impacted this idea of being nice. And has it changed it for better or for worse? Well, what it's done is it really has equal the playing field. You have a large company that actually is at a slight disadvantage because uh, in order to get a tweet out when you're a large company, you're dealing with legal departments, you're dealing mm. with operations, you're dealing with management. As a solopreneur or as an entrepreneur, you really are dealing with just yourself or just a small handful of people that are creating the rules. It's very easy to engage as a smaller business in today's world. So Doug, you mentioned engage. What are some other actionable steps that we can take within the corporate environment? Within the corporate environment, very easy and, and done so seldom. If, as somebody that's working with a company, if you actually look for catching people doing something right, too often times we're looking for people doing something wrong within organizations, mm -hmm. and it, it's, it's very disheartening when you see people getting uh, chastised and, uh, and told this is the wrong way to do something. Uh, yes, I think it's important if somebody's not doing something right, you need to correct them. Right. Uh, but there's a way to do that properly, too. But how about trying to find somebody, catch them in the act of doing something right? I love that idea yeah. because it really does make people feel good. Totally. And we're not saying, you know, things don't need fixing and to be, you know, point this that out, but there's nothing wrong with extolling someone's virtues and praising Agreed. what they're doing. So I'm with you. I'm on the same page. You're a nice guy. Um, <laughs> I wanted to ask you sort of what do you think is the most effective channel to be nice right now? You talk about, you know, podcasts, blogs, you know, active on social. I mean, you can be effective digitally, right? Or was it more effective to be person to person? Or no, there's can, just so many ways now. You could do it a number of different ways. Uh, the way that I look at it, and I do have a podcast called the Nice Guys on Business Podcast. I have this book, Nice Guys Finish First. I have a blog that I that I write also. Um, I speak to to crowds all over the country. I think it, depending on where your audience is, is the direction that you go. So the same people that I'm going to approach and reach through my blog are not going to be the same people that I'm going to reach through my podcast, who aren't going to be the same people that I'm going to reach through my, my Twitter following. So if you're somebody that likes multi-channel communication, I love it. Uh, it gives me an opportunity to kind of diversify within, within my teaching. Right, but the key really is to engage. To write he back. is totally engagement. It's about getting to know the people that are in your audience. It's about engaging. It's about being a human being. Yeah. And I, you know, I have to emphasize above and beyond everything else is if you can actually be a human being, it makes people that you're around feel much better. Right, just that human element. What about the guy or the girl who just 
isn't good at being nice. They, they don't want to put it into practice. They, they like being feared. Hey, there are we, we find that a lot. That's great. That gives me the bully. A, that gives me a, a never-ending, forever market of people to try to work with. Uh, some people just aren't going to take to this. Mm -hmm. You know, we have so many people in this world that do want it. They just don't know how to get it. And this book is for those people. This is not. I'm not trying to convince anybody to do anything that's counterintuitive for them. If they just opened the book and gave it an opportunity, it's probably a three and a half or four hour read. Uh, if they give it a quick read and look, and they could say. You know, this just isn't for me. Right. But I'll tell you, the 105 some odd five star reviews I've gotten on Amazon as a result of it are proving to me that even the guys that are at that point are still liking it. Oh, this is an Amazon bestseller. It is an Amazon. So what does that mean? I think it's a matter of uh, being a being a bestseller in a certain category. So in the category of customer service and meeting and planning, this is a bestseller, and that it's kind of cool. That was a nice accomplishment. That is for cool. Me to get very there. very good. Uh, you have action items at the end of each chapter. What are action items? I like these. I felt like every time I read a book, unless somebody told me what to do, I'm great at doing things if somebody says, here's what you need to do, A to B, B to C, C to D. If you don't tell me that, I'm not really sure where to go from there. So at the end of each chapter, I put three action items, easy things that they can take advantage of immediately after reading each chapter. And for me, the action items kind of pulled everything together. Actually, as a result of writing the book, too, I came up with an online trading program that takes the book and breaks it down into little bite-sized pieces into 10 little mini-modules. Okay. And it's just another way that people can, can absorb the book and the principles. And you say nice guys use systems. What did you mean by that? We all need a system because, as I just said, if I don't have action to back up the things that I just read or learned, I'm not going to do it. Okay. So the, the action items, the systems, all of the systems in place Invest in your clients, your energy, your resources, your money, whatever it is. Inspire them to take action and not only execute a plan, but execute a plan excellently. Everything that you do has to be followed through. So where do you see this concept going? In, you know, five years from now, are, are nice guys still finishing first? I hope so. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been doing, I've been running my business this way for the past 30 years. Uh -huh. So for me, it's the principle, it's the philosophy that I've uh, that I've lived with and 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 share with others. Um, I'd love to 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 take this out even beyond where I am right now and speak all across the country or all across the world with this message. Uh, I'd love to bring this message out even more on my podcast. Love to write another book. Yes, more Mr. Nice Guy would be the, the second book that, uh -huh, <laughs> that uh -huh. I come out. Encore. There are no, a number of different uh, avenues that I would like to explore. Yeah, no, it's terrific. I think it's great because the world we, we live in, there's a lot of negativity, some might say, so it's nice to get a, a sort of a breath of fresh air and focus on the positive for once. So thanks. It's a really, uh, it's a quick read, and uh, but you get a lot out of it. Thanks, Terry. All right. Thanks, thanks for, for being here, Doug. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. If you'd like more information on the book, if you'd like to be a nice guy or a girl, all you have to do is check out our website. It's csweetbookclub.com, c-sweetbookclub.com. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. Thanks for watching Bestseller TV. We'll see you next time. Like what you just heard, visit c-sweetradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.